0: Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. On a very special episode, your host put a dent into their quest to 200 episodes. It's a special quarantine edition of Whatcha on our 110th episode of Normies Like Us.
1: Now the original one is good because it's kind of uh, zippy.
0: I will fix that I dropped that coaster.
1: How dare you, dog! Right, I'm going to say my name's Colin. Yeah, I'm going to be Steve. They're all different.
2: (laughs) Great. That'll be super confusing. Let's watcha, watcha. Oh, right. I do this. (laughs) No worries. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to go on the intro song. Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square on a very special episode we have cracked over 100 on these listeners. We're at 110. And you know what that means if you're a normie, a consistent listener of this podcast that we talk whatcha's. What you watching, what you reading, what you listening to, what you what you anything. Uh with your host today on a big whatcha quarantine special, Colin, Mike,
1: Joe, and Jacob. Good to be here normies.
2: What up? 110, man.
3: What's going on, boys? Oh, Jacob no.
2: is covered in disinfectant. Uh, he's wearing a hazmat suit. He's holding up a positive <laughs> COVID uh, clearance result. He doesn't have it. He's he's positive for negative. not having it. Positive <laughs> to be oh, that's right. a
1: negative. <laughs> that's not confusing positive. at all. It's <laughs> positively yeah. negative as you can. So, I'm positive I don't have it.
0: <laughs> that's right. Uh, Back on episode 90, before we even broke the 100, and that's in March, we did a kind of quarantine catch-up, which was another kind of a whatcha that we did. And it's just crazy to think that March was when we were first already doing
2: this, and now we're at 110. Another catch-up in quarantine. (laughs) We're sitting there doing hitter shit, saying things like, I mean, Tenet has to come out. Black Widow, those are movies. Movies come (laughs) out. They get released. Um we're here in the quarantine we gang. How naive we were! And if you're like us, you're just fucking consuming things at the moment. Uh, I know we are. So, like I said up top, you know, we're just gonna go around and just kind of chill, relax on this episode. Let you know what you watch what we're watching, what we're doing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Again, as um, nothing has come out, you know, it's it's a good time to jump into the backlog. So, I think there'll Hell be a lot yes. of discussing that and what we've been whatcha, what we've been checking out
1: yeah it's really crazy to think how much time has passed and um you know no new movies or very few new movies tv shows it's been it's been kind of a drought so it's a good it's a great time to go back watch some old stuff that catch up on some stuff that you may not have ever seen that's what i've been doing a little bit so
3: yeah i mean think about it it's been over a year since there's been an mcu movie and colin i think you said it a couple episodes ago i thought it was so funny like Back when that stuff seemed important, which is totally true. I mean, I don't even, like, think about checking half the websites I used to check every day to see about news on, on set picks and things like that, because it ain't happening.
0: No, not at all. But, uh, you know, maybe maybe coming up, you know, we, we did get some, you know, we have the New Mutants release date. We talked about that a little bit last time on uh, Comic-Con at Home. We're supposedly getting Mulan, so down the road we'll see if we do get to talk about some new stuff, but today it's all mostly about the backlog. Uh, and we'll see. So I say we jump right into it. Let's get to some recommendations for those at home listening who are also probably stuck in a bubble, want to know what they can check out to uh, pass the time as we all spiral into oblivion. I'm coming. That that was the transition. Was Star Trek: The Enterprise theme? That's what that was. That's what just happened.
2: We're sitting. Well, we're sitting <laughs> here. We were talking off pod, normies. Jacob got some cool new T-shirts. Uh, he ordered some. Ordered store. online. He did not go to a fucking store. Obviously. No, no. Just got um, them
1: online. Got a my Star Trek. Star Trek.
2: Deep space, Deep space nine. Space
1: nine. My favorite Star Trek, but not the only Star Trek that's good. It's a pretty good one, but yeah, we were discussing
0: the best theme songs, and I said Enterprise because it's the weirdest. But um,
1: Enterprise we is great, and I like Voyager it. is underrated. I think for a theme song, Voyager's good.
3: I can't, I can't remember Voyagers. Jacob, can you hum it a little bit? Give me a little taste of the, um, the Voyager. Not off the top of my head. I need a <laughs>
1: please. I need a backing track. Mike to was remember.
2: thrashing on that Enterprise. Do the Enterprise, mic. <laughs> It's been a long road. <laughs> Wait, it's a song? Here here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah, it was early 2000s. You just heard it, Colin.
1: Like you literally just heard it. it. Who, who does it? Who does it? It was The Captain? It's like <laughs> a no. Three Doors Down song or something. It's like an it's early about, 2000s like, the rock spirit song. spirit
0: of exploration and achieving your yeah. dreams. It's yeah. weird. Wow. Yeah.
3: It's definitely the, the cheesiest.
0: It's the cheesiest, and fans hate it because it's not orchestral. But I think Star Trek's a good starting point for the you Just like Comic-Con, we're back to Star Trek because... A show that's mostly about exploration in a time
2: where we We're cannot explore—it's
0: a good escape. There's Let's been like a lot of
2: go off. I, I know you've been watching. I'm sure you guys have yeah. too. But would you guys have guessed in these months since March that we've been off that I like still would not watch a Star Trek in all this time <laughs> that I've been given that I would just rebel against what you guys like so? <laughs> How many much? Honestly, years? Well, it's easy proud.
1: to check out because they're all on Netflix, so you can definitely check them out any time, Colin. But I was going to say, you know, there is a lot of, it's interesting because it's been in the news a lot, not in the news, but there's been a lot of recent developments with Star Trek with Lower Decks, the new season of Discovery coming out. So I'd say it's a perfect time to jump in, check out Next Generation or whatever on Netflix because they're all on there.
2: No, resist, Colin. Stick to your guns. I appreciate that even in Resistance this is futile. Thank you, Mike. I will not be assimilated like the Borg. Can we do a check-in from our Khan uh, episode? Has anybody watched Lower Decks? I have. I've
0: watched Lower Decks the first episode, and I didn't hate it. I think it's I, all right. Um, I can elaborate, but co- Jacob, what do you think?
1: No, I've been wanting to check it out, um, but just due to access, like because I, I don't have CBS all, all access. access. All access? <laughs> I have CBS no access.
0: <laughs> right, right. Um, so, <laughs> like most people. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I mean, I got it. I got you know, I I got it in January to watch Picard, but then I canceled it. So. I, who knows if I'll be able to check out lower decks anytime soon? But I am holding reserving judgment on that. Um, and I liked the first couple episodes of Picard. So even even if I like the first episodes, first couple episodes, I'm not going to say it's going to be totally good. But I'm you yeah, know, I'm excited. I'm I'm interested in watching it.
0: Well, I'm going to continue with episode two. All I can say is, like, I was worried that it was going to be, like, generic. We were saying Rick and Morty-style sci-fi. Like, a lot of the writing is informed by Star Trek canon and stuff. Like, you know, they reference a batlith, which is you would think is, like, oh, it's too
2: easy. But it is reflexive of of the main series. So I do like that. But it is the co-creator of Solar Opposites, Mike. Not the Justin Roiland part, but the Mm. other guy who, I guess, must love Star Trek.
0: Yep, and I think also a, a writer for some Rick and Morty episodes, so that through line leads all the way back, but yeah, more on the That makes set. sense,
1: and that explains the animation style, which I kind of harped on a little bit in the Norman Con episode, but my main problem isn't really the writing. I'm sure, like, I, I'll probably like the writing and the comedy, actually. I'm just more concerned about the animation style. It's not my favorite. It's passable, but it's just like... Every, it feels like every new adult animation show has the same style now. I'm just a little tired of it, you know, the Rick and yeah. Morty effect. But what can you do?
0: It's all right. But, you know, we did a, we did a, we did a tight 25 on Star Trek uh, a couple episodes ago. So I want to throw yeah, it to did. Joe. What's uh, what show, is something you've been watching? What have you been getting into?
3: Um, I've been watching a lot of these, the, the new standard superhero TV show. So Doom Patrol Season 2. I finished okay. that. I finished uh, Umbrella Academy, and I watched a couple more episodes of The Boys. Here's my hot take: I think The Boys is the worst of these shows. Um, what? I know you guys wow. are huge fans. I don't know. We're it boys. Feels boys. Like, yeah, it feels really immature to me. Like I don't. I don't know. Like it just doesn't uh, compared to like the polished look of Umbrella Academy, and like. The heart and weirdness of doom patrol like watching those two and then going back to the boys just felt kind of flat in comparison to those two to me maybe it's because i'm you know doing all three of them like so close to each other and it's like the same type of content but yeah i don't know
1: so that's interesting joe um i actually just started watching umbrella academy season one so i'm about uh halfway through that season um, and I'm, I'm really loving it so far, actually. I really like it. Um, but it's hard for me to compare with The Boys um, because I think they're both good. And I haven't seen Doom Patrol. I guess I should check that out based on your guys' recommendations. Um, but to me, The Boys felt more... Um, like, it came out around the same time last year as the Watchmen show on HBO. So I was comparing it in my head a lot to that show, um, similar themes and stuff. And I preferred the boys to the hbo Watchmen. not that i didn't like Watchmen either
0: gotcha yeah i too i actually uh based on you know our comic-con episode i went back and i watched all of the boys for the first time and i did really enjoy that too but i also watched all of umbrella academy during this time and i think they're both uh, i i like them both a lot but i am absolutely hooked on the boys um and i'm looking forward to season two but um I kind of want to hear more from Joe, but what didn't work besides the deep being the deep throat and a huge asshole? Uh, Um. Yeah, I mean,
3: I don't know if it's like it necessarily doesn't work. I think it's a fine show, but I think it's the worst of those three shows. Um, Okay, And I guess like my problem with all of them are like not even a problem, just a criticism of this type of show is they all have essentially the same plot, which is they're never fighting crime or, like, stopping crime actively. Too they're all cool fixing... to be
2: superheroes.
3: Yeah, and they're, like, fixing a mistake that they made. Um, and it is, like, the oh, Too yeah. Cool to Be Superheroes, and The Boys is the one that just comes off, like, I don't know, the most bro-ish to me, I guess I would say. Like, the most for the <laughs> The title alone. Um, right. <laughs> And, like, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I still enjoy it. I've watched, like, two or three episodes at this point. But, like, it wasn't Doom Patrol or Umbrella Academy where I wanted to just keep rolling. I thought it was, like, honestly a little exhausting after a while.
1: Mm. That's interesting, Joe. I think uh, that's a valid criticism of it being bro and stuff. Um, to me, the appeal of the boys really is it really feels like a, a situation of, like, what if, like, the Avengers or the Justice League existed in real life and these people are basically celebrities, how would that go? And you have like like an all-powerful character, like a Superman type character that's also like a sociopath. It's an interesting angle. It's not exactly and like, a like PR the most original company. Well, yeah. what if uh, yeah. Disney go still ahead.
2: owned them? Yeah. Right,
1: exactly. Yeah.
3: So I like the whole I mean, it's, corporatism it's interesting and everything. For sure. Yeah. Um, um I don't know. There's just something about it that's just like I'll finish it. I'll finish it for sure. Like, I don't think it's bad. It's just like going from Doom Patrol, which has like, yeah, or, or like if you haven't watched Doom Patrol, Colin and I love that show. That's definitely one to check out. It's, I'd say, the funniest of these.
2: I would say, Joe, Umbrella Academy is that manic pixie dream girl. You want to date her, right? The yeah. boys is your mm. best friend. He's a Chad. He's high fiving you. You're playing beer pong with him. True, Doom butch- Patrol is your drug dealer you were sitting in his car taking acid with him and it's very intense and uh very rough so i would throw out that recommendation as well it's a very interesting
1: analogy yeah
0: i wanted to ask about doom patrol especially for colin and joe because i haven't seen this yet so i want to know one where can i watch it and two can you give me a brief uh kind of up
2: to speed on the concept because it's a dc right It's a DC. It's on the HBO Max now. It's the only one that survived this DC universe purge to make the jump. Harley Quinn has now had both her seasons released on the program. She is not Mm. considered an original like the season two of Doom Patrol is. That was to offset the huge costs. Remember, again, they were losing stuff with Swamp Thing and fucking shutting that thing down before it was even Mm -hmm. released. Mm. It's a tax nightmare. Uh, But HBO, if you don't have a fucking Roku... Get on that Max, you know. I, I argue with my dad every week. He wants to watch Doom Patrol so bad, and he just fucking can't. So that's yeah. I'm so hers, crazy okay.
3: that they don't have that app.
1: I've heard a lot of good um, things about Doom Patrol. Um, I definitely have to check it out. Um, I've heard only good things, um, and I'm excited to talk a little about the Umbrella Academy as well because I just started watching that.
2: Yeah. Can I get my grand thesis real quick for this? What you guys? Here's what I get nervous about. And I'm Mm -hmm. so glad Joe went before me saying, I'm watching The Boys, I'm watching Umbrella Academy, I'm watching Doom Patrol. There are days where I wake up early to watch Doom Patrol, I text you guys halfway through and talk about how much I like Harley Quinn, and then I end the day by texting Joe about Stargirl. Those are all comic book-based properties. sure. And it makes me feel weird. Do you guys feel weird? I don't want to come off like a guy that I only watch that shit. But this podcast is kind of my solace where I go, that's the point of it. We're normies. It's the stuff that's getting made right now.
3: I mean, yeah, I did feel here. like watching these three shows, a, a fatigue of that certain genre. And I feel like, you know, the Too Cool to Be Superheroes is the new, like, I don't know, super normie show. Like, it doesn't feel original at all anymore and like maybe that's my problem with the boys is it's the one that I decided to watch last year so by the time I got to it I'm comparing it to like the incredible polished camera work of Umbrella Academy which is like one of the best looking shows on television and Brendan Fraser and Doom Patrol
0: yeah and like this the style of definitely Umbrella Academy and like I always have to shout out like that Gerard Way for My Chemical Romance. He created the comic book, co created it. So also, created crazy. Penny Parker for Spider Verse and the comics of that. Go back and listen to that. But the soundtrack on Umbrella Academy is the best superhero oh, soundtrack great. except for Guardians 1. It's so good. <laughs> Every song slaps.
1: Yeah, um, I'm really excited to talk Umbrella Academy because I kind of missed the boat on that first season. I'm just catching up now and I'm mm-hmm. loving it so far. I mean, I'm a big Gerard Way, big My Chemical Romance fan, obviously and um i just love too it. involved
0: with the production of this but just the creation of the <laughs> no yeah but i mean he show. wrote the
1: original story so that's right yeah. um it's just to me this one i don't think it's too cool to be superheroes it's more like too depressed and fucked up by their you know childhood to be superheroes um but i'm love like some of the characters are so interesting like klaus Um, such an interesting character to me and like some stuff that I've never seen like we've seen this kind of X-Men thing before many times but um, Mm -hmm. some of these characters they have interesting twists that I've never really seen in a superhero show like this before. I'm trying to become class.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) just gotta take more drugs. That's what the Doom Patrol is all about, right? Sitting in the car with my drug dealer? (laughs) Um, I think A Academy is a unique take but like Joe said, they're not in a lot of these shows, the boys included, yeah, they're not so much fighting crime as solving a problem you know, like for sure. ever since Heroes, Save the Cheerleader, Save the World, these superhero shows sometimes are less focused on the street
2: crime or the, the daily life of a superhero, I guess. Absolutely. No spoilers for you guys, but mm-hmm. Joe, were you disappointed that season two of Doom Patrol was based around Save the World? It, it, it yes. jumped the shark Extremely. to me where I'm like, why why are you going this route? This is a, a comic book. I say comic book. I don't say superhero. These are comic book shows that revolve mm-hmm. around the same end goal usually. Even Umbrella Academy. Did season two, did season one, does it always need to be, but by episode 10, because of Netflix rules, we're going to figure out how to stop the apocalypse. <laughs>
3: yeah. Right. I think, um, I mean, I like how, and no spoilers, I'll say this vague enough, the plot of season one and two of Umbrella Academy are the same exact plot, but they do it in such a way that it doesn't feel like just rehashing the previous season. Uh, and I think doom patrol that kind of goes as well, right? Like the stuff that's going on with Mr. Nobody is, a uh, an existential threat an Avengers level, uh, catastrophe, if you will. But season two, it's just kind of like really in your face about it. And like every episode they're reminding you, this is the end of the world. He's going to come and destroy the world. So like it does get a little, uh, I don't know, a little repetitive, but they're different enough. I think it's the comic book, not superheroes, really smart for these types of shows,
1: mm. for sure. Um, two things I, I did want to mention. So, one interesting connection. Um, I was looking a little bit about you know the development of Umbrella Academy, the original comic book, um, and Gerard Way was actually his one of his biggest inspirations in writing that was Grant Morrison's run on Doom Patrol. So that's an interesting connection wow. there. Yeah. Season two, Jacob, uh, he
2: gets a thank you in the credits because he has taken over writing the most recent Doom Patrol. And I don't know if you guys have read any of these books of these, about Boys, Umbrella Academy, Doom Patrol, they're all weird. I do not really like Gerard Way as a writer, but this season of Doom Patrol, season two, episode seven, Scants, Joe, is the first mm-hmm. time they've used a Gerard Way creation in the Doom Patrol verse on the show. So that, that's interesting oh, okay. to see.
3: I did not know that. I like that they were introducing some of the like crazy '80s uh, stuff with like the Jack the Ripper character and things like that in in season two. Like, I think it's kind of funny that like Doom Patrol is really a pretty comic book accurate version of these characters and things like that. And I mean, it's kind of surprising when you're watching it to be like, oh, this stuff like flew in in DC cult pop books, um, but there was that that type of content there is in you know, these comic book universes like Marvel and DC, they have corners that have, like, different type of stuff that you would see in, you know, Umbrella Academy, which is an independent universe, and even the boys.
1: Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, and another thing I wanted to mention about Umbrella Academy, what I'm really liking is, uh, like you said, Joe, the camera work, the music, um, it's all really well done, and I was... I was actually kinda of surprised because I was expecting more of a like an emo aesthetic, which it does have somewhat, but sometimes it takes like weird turns that I didn't expect the show does. Um and so I was kinda of surprised by that, but I like it. And I also wanted to say that it reminds me a lot of another show that I have mentioned before, actually on the Normicon one, I think. This uh show from the UK called Utopia, which is getting remade, I believe. Um but If you really like the camera work, the kind of quirkiness, the music of Umbrella Academy, it reminded me a lot of this show Utopia, and I would definitely recommend checking that out.
0: Nice. And to piggyback off of British superhero shows, to go off the boys of something that might feel more grounded, but it's about teenagers, look at uh, Misfits, which is a little bit more lower budget, but semi-realistic look at uh, uh, young superheroes. Klaus
2: is on that show,
0: Uh, Mike, if you don't know. He plays one of the
2: uh, super-powered characters.
0: Oh, my God. I haven't seen it in so long. It's that, that thing where, like, somebody famous is in something you watched when you were younger, but you didn't realize who they were. So now I need to go back. There's the class yeah. connect.
1: But I'm really loving um, season one of Umbrella Academy. I know, like like I said, I missed the boat a little bit. But just the slow – not knowing anything about the plot and the slow reveal of certain plot elements in the first season is really interesting to me with, you know, the time travel, with five, um, with some of the, the backstories of the different uh, kids – very interesting and well paced, I think.
2: Mm-hmm. You said you like the characters. Do you like the casting? Ellen Page. And how about Aiden Gallagher as five? This is his first thing outside of Nickelodeon stuff, Jacob. He's this kid years years is old. like. Whoa. Yeah, great. As someone
1: who's playing, you know, basically a 68 year old as a kid, like that's a hard role to do as a child actor. So good job for him. And like I said, I love Klaus. I love Luther and just like his kind of backstory. The big
0: guy, but he's the most sensitive.
1: Right? Yeah. All the kids mm-hmm. have just interesting stories and like none of them feels underdeveloped. So yeah, I like that. Um, and even the things like, like uh, Mr. Pogo or whatever, which I still haven't, you know, figured out what his Genesis is, but um, just a lot of quirky stuff to enjoy. In Good looking
3: show. CG chimpanzee. Overall, oh yeah. I for a TV too, yeah. show, especially. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And like, um, not to, not to shit on the boys because like I said, I do enjoy it, but You know, you said like, oh, these are some unique powers and things like that. Both Doom Patrol and uh, Umbrella Academy are, in my opinion, just more interesting to watch because the powers aren't parody versions of the Justice League, which is really what the boys feels like. And I understand that that was the point of the comic, but in a comic, I think that works better because you're reading the tropes of the thing that are that you're reading like the type of material you're absorbing in a tv show like i don't know it's just sometimes it just falls flat for me because it's like i get it. it it feels like an snl sketch sometimes
2: totally uh, that makes sense any standout characters joe do you like aaron moriarty as starlight or anthony Starr
3: as homelander who i particularly enjoy i know we do the <laughs> I think Homelander's performance is pretty incredible. Like, I I do appreciate that. Um, And then, like, back to five in Umbrella Academy, that kid puts every child actor to shame in my mind. Like, the Stranger Things kids have nothing on him. That performance (laughs) from season one to season two is just incredible.
2: Joe, have you seen any fan castings as Damian Wayne?
3: Oh, yeah, I could totally see that. Oh, my God, I would love Ooh, that. I would yeah. love to see that kid as, uh, yeah, Damien would be the best. I don't know. I he feel like a he could more... do any of the depend, Robins, depending on which one you went for. But Damien's the easiest because he kind of has Five's personality.
0: He gets more action in Season 2, no spoilers. But, yeah, you could, I could totally see him pulling off, like, a Damien Wayne kind of thing.
1: a prematurely mature kid, just like Five. So, yeah, it makes total sense. Totally. Yeah.
0: I think uh carl urban is my standout for the boys man carl urban's like, great butch I, I i like um the the people we're rooting for the people trying to kill the heroes the quote heroes um but homelander's performance is just crazy of this like social media guy who has weird mommy issues yeah and it's crazy it's crazy I was but not it here is for it. the justice league yeah
1: yeah i was gonna say like to me the boys i don't so much watch it for the boys but i watch it to see what the evil superheroes are getting into basically because Ah. to me it is just it feels like a realistic look at what if you know what if the justice league but it's like corporate and evil and like i think that's an interesting idea uh even more so than like the the actual protagonists
0: the best take i've heard about this on the interwebs is this is probably what Zack schneider wanted to do with like the superman batman universe was this kind of a tone Right. I just think the boys is maybe doing it better But it's, it's not, not as self-serious
1: right. As Zack Snyder would be about it It's more, you know, just And you're
0: not using there. Superman, you're using a stand-in For Superman, right? So it's right. almost yeah. easier To get away with it, yeah And I mean, like, other Colin, superhero you're right, stuff it is
3: guys? parody mm-hmm. Yeah and Can I
2: say, um, Jacob said he doesn't like The boys, uh, Jack Quaid As the, as the lead actor oh, in that film great. I don't know if I've rambled about it but the fact that he is Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan's kid and that Randy Quaid is his uncle, that guy has a lot of like intense DNA inside
1: of him that sure. I think just pops on screen. And Simon Pegg plays his dad in The Boys.
3: I always just the think of him was... from Scrubs. Like he's, in, he's mm. a bit player in Scrubs for an episode. Every time I see him, I think of that. And Eurotrip, right? <laughs> he's the kid from Eurotrip. Oh yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah. So. Good job. Well, if there's no more comic book stuff, I'm going to steal a song from the Umbrella Academy soundtrack at random because they're all great. And uh, let's keep going on rolling down the Watch Your Adventure, guys. All right. Well, now that we got the super out of our system, shall we talk a kind of other general shows, what shows that we've been watching that are, uh, well, they don't even need to be grounded in reality, just a little bit separated from a comic origin, let's say. <laughs> Anybody I, got I anything have, um, to throw out, Joe?
3: Yeah, yeah, I have one movie wreck I want to make. Um, it's called nice. Host, and it is a Shutter mm-hmm. original that was shot in quarantine, and it's a, a Zoom call as a horror movie. Uh, so the premise is Ooh. a group of friends have a weekly Zoom chat to keep in touch, like a lot of us out there. Um, and it's a different person's turn to pick an activity for each time. And this girl picks uh, a online seance, and it goes awry. It is a fifty nine minute long thrill ride. I. Loved every second of it. It's the most talked about film on Letterbox right now. It has over a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Cannot recommend wow. this anymore. Uh, and the really cool thing about it is that it started as a short that went like, you know, quote unquote viral on Twitter where it was like a short that they put out where the director is on the call with his friends and he's like, oh, I'm hearing something in my attic. Let's go check it out on this Zoom call. And... Um, Sticky. I don't know, man. The premise is like there's so many great meta jokes about what it's like to be on a Zoom call. They do the thing where someone's on two different devices, so the audio's all crazy. There's some really subtle scares. There's some in your face ones. Can't cannot recommend any recommend it anymore. Host on Shudder. Go check it out.
0: And you've been telling us to get on Shudder for a while, Joe, and I think it's about to happen, especially with quarantine. I like the idea for this Horrible eyes. as much as much as Apple tries to shove down this vertical cinema idea to me, I like this idea of using like the Zoom call that's become so ubiquitous in our
2: everyday lives. Mike, is this the time when we're going to want to watch Zoom content, or is that when we're out of this? In my opinion, I'm like, man, I'm on Zoom calls all day. If I have to watch my fucking TV, have Zoom calls. But also, <laughs> two years from now, if we're, praise Jesus, not wearing masks, I'll be like, fuck that. I don't want to remember that time.
3: Yeah, Colin, I think that's interesting, it. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, like, it's, it's it exists in a bottle to me. Like, this is a COVID movie that they had this inspiration, just, like, made this on the fly blows my mind. And the fact that, like, it's so well done. I'll tell you, I haven't felt this way watching a horror movie since the first time I, I saw Paranormal Activity, where it was like, oh, this kind of, like, changes the game a little bit. It is really... Well executed and like just so familiar because everyone is, you know, living the same experience right now that like, what if it went awry and you were on a call and you were watching, you know, essentially a ghost or a specter or something like that jump from person to person and and you're watching the little boxes. It's, It's just really, really well done.
0: I mean, there's always been an element of horror that kind of reflects the time in which it was made, like Invasion of the Body Snatchers being a whole Red Scare thing, you know. So this is just sounds like that for the pandemic year, uh, essentially.
1: And um, speaking of of found footage and like relevant movies to, you know, today's times and stuff. Did you guys check out that trailer that I uh, sent you guys, uh, I think, last week with um, superhero thing? Oh, no, I'm talking about, um, this is a, a found footage movie, with I believe, with, with Joe Keery, Steve from Stranger Things in it. Yeah. Um, it premiered oh, right, at Sundance. Yeah. Uh, I forget what it's called. Um, um, I not can't remember check either. That, but check that out. Let me see. Oh, Spree. It's called Spree. Spree it premiered yes. at Sundance in January, actually. It's coming out this month. So, um, to me, that looks like a really interesting trailer. It's about an Uber driver. Um I don't want to say too much. You just got to check out the trailer. Um, I think it looks like a very interesting movie for these times and dealing with social media and stuff. So, looks like a good one. And
0: another kind of trend of modern society—the whole I feel like um,
3: I feel like found footage. You know, paranormal activity came and it was the hottest thing, right? And like everything was found footage for a long time. Colin, you and I used to watch a found footage horror movie a night because there were an infinite supply that you could just pick a different one every day. Uh, And then it kind of got stale. And now I feel like it's kind of having a little bit of a resurgence now in, in new and exciting ways.
2: Yeah. I kind of like what Mike just said too. It's like, even if it was a gimmick, it reflects the times and it's like, people still listen to war of the world's records. Nobody goes like, ah, we fell for that trick. Fuck you guys. Right. (laughs) No, I think
1: it's a good medium to kind of show you know, current events and and things that that take place that are taking place now, like with social media and stuff like, you know, cameras and screens are more in our life than ever. So it makes sense that found footage would be kind of resurging because everyone records everything now. So it makes total sense. But yeah, that movie Spree, I was just looking it up. It's coming out video on demand uh, August 14th. So so basically you can go see it now by the time this podcast is released. So check Mm, out the trailer. It's like a really well edited trailer, too. So it made me interested to see it.
2: Jacob, I guess somebody should make a narrative film in this spirit of, like, a day at a riot, right? With, like, a GoPro, and, you, like, your narrative character, like, engages in cop violence or something. That would be a nice reflection of the
0: times, so It's right? like sure. a hardcore Henry, but a little more Ooh. political.
1: Yeah, that would be interesting.
0: Perhaps. Well, I want all to right, recommend Henry. another movie <laughs> called Auntie The Fire Host. <laughs> Not all right, Henry. <laughs> A different movie called The Host, just because uh, we're big Bong Joo ho fans on Hell here. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's 2000, yeah. I think, Six movie, The Host. It's a monster movie. If you like monsters and movies. So two movies with The Host. But I don't think that one's on uh, the same app.
3: Um, uh, it's not. But there are a ton of great Korean horror films on there that are Shutter originals. Because essentially what they do is, anytime anyone makes a good horror movie and can't find distribution for it in the world... Uh, Shutter buys it and it becomes a Shutter original. There is incredible Korean cinema, uh, Mexican cinema, obviously, uh, you know, movies from the UK and the USA. This app, like if you're mm-hmm. a horror fan, it's incredible. And they also have a feature that I wish any other app would adapt. That's like so fucking cool. When you turn it on, um, you can swipe to the left or, you know, hit whatever button on your, your smart device and something's just playing. It's just Shutter TV. Something is on. So, like, you can just turn on that app and there will be something on the TV to watch.
0: Sort of like how um, some of our older listeners might remember. We used to have a thing called cable television where yeah. you would select channels and there would be 24-hour programming. So, at any point, you could jump in on a channel and something would already be in progress. It's better when live. it's
3: found, guys. It's better when you it's found. You can stumble
0: weird stuff.
3: Uh, Colin I ended up watching like Mouth of Madness in like three different points because it was just on when I turned on the app and I was like "All right, Sam Neill in a Stephen King adaptation I'll I'll watch it again why not yeah, kids
1: these days don't know the uh, joys of just turning on TBS or something and catching a movie that you haven't seen before and just watching it like from halfway and you've through. you've never heard of, Jacob.
2: And yeah. The, there wasn't a website you could look it up on. You would have to ask your father or older sibling or a friend of an older sibling who was like a bad kid who would be like, oh, you're talking about this Korean like uh, kung fu movie or you're talking about like this racy movie on HBO. And I'd be like, oh, shit. Right. <laughs> got to flip over. You're talking about but I'm a cheerleader, Joe. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's funny.
2: Um I got
0: another non-superhero thing. I, I was watching this movie called The King on Netflix. It was kind of trending a little bit. It's a like King Henry V. It's just medieval. I've been into weird medieval stuff, but it's kind of it's pretty realistic. I mean, as far as like the treatment of the battles and stuff. Oh, the king like medieval stuff. That was all right. That's yeah, a movie, it's got, right? Um, yeah, it's got Tim- Timothy uh, Chalamet, Robert Pattinson oh, no, in it. Movie. Yeah, no, uh, Timothee- Robert, Robert Pattinson. Pattinson's
1: in that movie, and Timothy yeah, he Chalamet. Yeah,
0: Batman. I don't know who Timothy Chalamet is, but if he's the guy who <laughs> played King Henry, then probably
2: <laughs> he's the little boy. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> I don't know who that's probably him then.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, no I've have I've seen the trailer for that movie. I was interested in, in checking it out, so that's good to hear that good
2: now i've been going down a medieval rabbit hole normies and (laughs) try to imagine the dreamiest little wisp of a boy that you can (laughs) with dark (laughs) hair now what you're picturing is a little boy named timothy chalamet
1: oscar nominee timothy chalamet
2: (laughs) oh yeah it's him he could have been number five
1: (laughs) yeah i mean he's a he's like in his 20s a lot of people
2: want him to play robin mike so we're getting a lot of robin
1: casting on this episode we
2: got a battle he's
0: just young
1: looking for his age um but yeah Mike, I would definitely say uh, check out you know, um,
0: the king with T- Timothy Chalamet. I yeah. wouldn't definitely. I mean, if you like medieval stuff, I also hear Outlaw King is okay. I've just been way in Chris medieval. Mode. But what's yeah. that, was like.
1: that
2: was Viking well. thing you like, Jacob? Though, if you if you're watching medieval, the stuff Last Kingdom. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say, the Mike. Check king. out the
1: Last Kingdom. That's a series, not a sh- uh, not a movie. But um, right, if you like the realistic medieval stuff, this is like ninth century, so it's even pre um the mm-hmm. you know the middle ages but this is uh you know it's the vikings versus the the saxons in in ninth century england with alfred the great and everything good stuff if you're a history buff
0: yeah yeah I'm, okay go ahead
2: well
1: i'm the opposite of a history buff so i turn on
2: netflix and i watch cursed the arthurian legend adaptation i tried it Y A mike what do you mean, tried it? How are you not immediately like, ooh, <laughs> ooh, baby. It's as bad as Riverdale, and I am doubling down.
0: I, I, th- I guess if, like, that's your speed, then yeah, that's it. It's it's YA, King Arthur, like, like Merlin's Arthurian a drunk guy. I like stuff.
2: It's a bad take on Merlin. It's a bad take on everything. Guys, there are... <laughs> that's what's fun about it. <laughs> there are character revelations in this equivalent to, My name's Pip. I'm just a lonely stable boy. I don't know if you saw in the field, but I use my Lance a lot. Some people even call me Lance a lot and you oh, go, no, Oh no. I,
1: no. Sold.
0: <laughs> I could tell you all about a gal I had. It oh is. sir Galahad!
1: <laughs> it is, is that <laughs> true? there are moments <laughs>
0: that, equivalent hope to is. that
2: in the show. and it's I mean it is so bad I devoured it in twenty four <laughs> hours. Yep. Catherine like Langford, of truly bad for me, killing me and uh, tasty, tasty Great. to the last bite, Mike. <laughs> Catherine Langford, we stand a thick queen on this podcast. It is interesting to see someone of her body type. I didn't watch that Netflix show, the suicide one that everybody like knows immediately.
0: Thirteen Reasons Why. Yes, so
2: um, I guess <laughs> she's the star of that. She's put on some weight, and she wears, like, not revealing medieval clothes. So it is cool to see, like, a girl, like, rolling and tumbling and just wearing, like, drapery, basically. Like, I'm truly not shaming. It's it's interesting to see an active female role that isn't very sexualized. It's a YA, so does she mm-hmm. have a romantic triangle, Joe, with a street-tough yeah, named Arthur? Who's an African American waif, just a you know a lonely cell sword, and Galahad the Green Knight, who's like super handsome and like who's she gonna choose? Absolutely, of course.
3: Oh, I love it! But I love it's, it. it.
0: it's Twilight, yeah, and The Witcher crossed together. Here's what kills it's me, Witcher though, Light.
3: Is like Witcher Light, you know. In, in this, the it's twitcher. bad for him to be like they call me Lentz a lot, but everybody loves X Men First Class, where you know. Friggin professor X and Magneto walk in a room and Jennifer Lawrence is literally like hey what's up dum dums everyone's names are gonna be this I decided everyone's superhero names you're gonna keep that for the rest of your life right we right
2: chose nicknames while you were out. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're out professor, professor give me a name I would I would accept it yeah, it'd if be like you're it's the Magneto. next time I saw you
3: guys I was like what up your wheels and freckle fart those are your new names <laughs>
0: We've already we already registered them with the state. We no changes. <laughs> yeah,
3: it's going on your fucking
0: tombstone. <laughs> <No> ch- <laughs> We've already got the suits embroidered. Like it's it. It's done. <laughs> oh man.
3: Yeah, I uh, I
0: just I'm waiting for the Witcher. Obviously I don't know if they filmed it. That's what Cursed is trying to fill in that niche, I think. Um some fancy goods got that why. How and-
2: long will Geralt's sword have to be to maintain social <laughs> distancing? Does the Witcher normally have a twelve foot
1: long sword for battles? <laughs> Um, That's right. No, but it's you, all magic. You know, in the games, he has a silver sword and a steel sword—one for dealing with monsters, one for dealing with humans. So, I
0: guess if you stretch them out in each direction, you can keep <laughs> yeah, far there you far know. away enough. But again,
1: check out the Last um, Kingdom. if you want um, still historical fiction without magic.
3: Well, there's some magic. What's aspects. that jokes? I you don't you don't need that second sword if you're the Witcher. I'm pretty sure the steel one will still work on regular folk. Like. No, Certain the silver, silver one is for you're monsters.
1: Right. So you need at least a silver one to kill the monster. Oh,
3: okay. Well, what I'm saying is, silver also kills a regular man. Like, you, uh, a, yeah, but you don't, don't want to get a werewolf. <laughs> Jelly obviously
2: susceptible to silver, like werewolves, and he's just trying <laughs> to get this out there. It's propaganda. <laughs> right,
0: right, right. Yeah,
3: um, I'm
0: me. I'm someone who also. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm saying at the YA angle of cursed, like I also did enjoy. Um, Outlander, which it's not YA, but it's like, you know, romance novel kind of leaning historical Mm. fiction. So when I was down with that show, Cursed just not quite landing. I'll
1: I'll check out Cursed. I might like it because I like that. I like dumb stuff like that. But I think (laughs) Last Kingdom is really uh, just under um, appreciated right now, maybe.
0: It's overlooked right now. Well, my last thing to recommend as far as putting your eyeballs on it, is the Marble Olympics. People, we're waiting for football, basketball's back, baseball, hockey. I could forego all of it. I am hooked on the Marble Olympics, and by the time this comes out, they will be over and we will have a champion. Have you guys seen any of this? Please tell me I'm not alone. The crazy Marble Olympics.
2: The, the words of a madman.
3: Uh, I'm. I'm all on board, but no, I haven't
0: heard of it. Wow. All right. So for those who don't know, Normies who do know, it's essentially uh, multiple events. There's 16 teams of marbles, all with their own athletes, with individual names. They have alternates. They have coaches. There's referee marbles. There's fans in the stands, because marbles (laughs) are immune to COVID. And they're doing athletic challenges, competing for the medals. This season is sponsored by Tonight with John Oliver. And after every event, $5,000 is donated to a charity from the wow. team that won uh and they all have fun names and stuff but it's great it's good wholesome fun and sometimes that's sure. what you need and it's uh yeah. it's gonna be wrapping up this
2: week is marbles like pogs is there a giant one that you slam into the other ones i'm not positive i know how to play marbles that's a shooter no okay, they just I'm race from the against 40s, the
1: 40s mike like it's all about well, they make and a tr- tr- track and then
2: that's streetball
1: yeah, oh,
0: this is this is this is commission Olympic events, Colin. You're talking about just back alley marbles, right? <laughs> unregulated. Now. This is the peak. Yeah, unregulated. This is the peak athletic commission standard of marble events. There's world records. All right, sure. check it Official out. Stuff. If you just want some dumb fun, and it'll be done by the time you're hearing this, Normie. So you could just binge <laughs> the entire 2020 season. Pick a favorite on team, what? go Crazy Cat's Eyes.
1: Yeah, I have seen some of those videos that you shared and stuff. Great. Um, it's fun to watch. I guess my main problem with Marble Olympics is that it all comes <laughs> down to, like, chance, right? No. <laughs> like, none of the marbles have, like, a uh, you know an advantage or a disadvantage. Yeah, they're all they, kind of equal. It's, it's just kind of relies the on chance. It's
2: Hawkeye-based shooting ability, right? That's where the skill no, comes. No, they're
1: racing. They're not shooting. No, they have, like, a high Wait, jump. They, just- they have races.
2: <laughs> so- they do all kinds <laughs> of stuff. This might have to
3: all get edited started, out, even. But. Is, this, it's, a, is this a YouTube video? That, like, where, where does this it's a content YouTube channel. exist? Okay. Marble Olympics, man. Everyone's talking it's about it. It's marble racing? You what you're the fuck saying? is everyone? I've yeah, never Yeah, and they got commentators.
0: It, it, like... There was an injury on the track. All right, during the during the block pushing, a marble bounced out of the track. They had to call up the alternate, and the alternate didn't have enough practices in, and therefore they lost because their alternate athlete wasn't as seasoned as a veteran who got injured. I don't know
1: about any of that, but <laughs> yeah. it's legit. It's happening. That sounds great. Uh,
0: I'll put it in the description. Check yeah. it out. It's, fun. it's dumb
1: and it's fun. No, I have anyway, seen some of the that, videos on YouTube, and it is it is entertaining to watch. No, I am
2: no, no, no. I am aware of this. I do know what I'm talking about. Marble <laughs> racing is
3: cool. Yeah, please it check really out our YouTube is. channel. I mean, Marble Olympics is a YouTube channel. Well, I just can't believe. So runs. I'm
2: sitting here. I just got in the mail. Mike wrote a Pixar spec script about kids doing marble racing, and it makes so much more sense now. <laughs>
0: There was a controversy where one marble that was winning the dirt rallies was actually a keychain who had removed his chain and he had it there was like all these interviews it was insane wow. there's controversy. It's I, wild. I, but, I uh, don't know, you know which
3: parts of these are jokes and which parts of these are real <laughs> like,
0: everything I'm saying is real, none of it it's was all a joke. real <clears> throat> um, throat> and at least the mafia so far hasn't gotten to rig it like all the other sports Thank so it's, it's got yeah. more integrity than anything else. Yeah
1: um we'll we'll see about regular sports for a a second um you know basketball is back and i've been enjoying watching these games uh they're all basically about to start the playoffs and it's been really fun watching the lakers with lebron damian lillard on the trailblazers going crazy shooting million threes um it's a good time to check out basketball. how's it without fans it's not it's not that weird actually like the stadium just a little quieter but um it's pretty it doesn't feel weird at all to watch on tv it's still entertaining and the stakes are pretty high right now with these teams trying to make the playoffs. Um, like the Portland Trailblazers are just hanging on by a thread trying to make the eighth seed right now. It's been really fun to watch. Their their star player, Damian Lillard, is just like trying so hard to win every single game. And their team is not the best, but he's just really trying so hard. And it's, it's fun to see an athlete put it all out there like that.
0: That's how Matthew Lillard is in 13 Ghosts. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, baby. I'll probably on shutter, right, Joe? Um, <laughs> I, I wish, no, but I think it might be on uh, I think it's TV on HBO Max, Max. I'm yeah. probably going to watch the it the second man, we get yeah. done here yeah. Jacob, I've, what are I've we thinking about the <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome Jacob, what are we thinking about the low attendance and uh, or, I'm sorry, low attendance, nobody's like the no attendance Low low viewership and how are we getting low viewership when Giannis just headbutted somebody Is there a low
1: viewership? viewership? They are calling pretty, pretty bad ratings mm. right now, dude I think once the playoffs start, they'll go up. Um, I mean, you think people are kind of starved for sports after a couple of months they want to watch, but so I'm not sure. But yeah, Giannis did headbutt um, someone the other day. It was kind of uh, uh, interesting because he's kind of seen as like a golden, you know, a face in wrestling terminology. So it was interesting to see him pull a heel move like that. Um, I don't know. The drama of basketball always gets me, especially towards the end of the season, which is right now when they're fighting for playoff spots. And then playoff basketball to me is like the most entertaining sport you can watch. Um, I put it up there with, with playoff football as also pretty entertaining, but.
0: Well, playoff hockey is the most exciting playoffs in all of the sports. Yeah. For. uh, uh, But no, no one's really watching that either. And then they're just now getting out of the round Robin and into the playoffs. I mean, by the time this happens, we're going to be deep into uh, the first actual round of playoffs, yeah. but they are back, but I don't think there's a ton of people tuning in, which is weird. Maybe the hype train was off. I mean, I mean you it's on. tough
3: because they're back, but like, I don't know. Does this season count? Like if you win the championship this season, does it count? You know what I mean? Like, I, think I think for basketball, people were like, asterisk. oh, I miss it. And now it's like, oh, it's just not the same. Like the, the limited number of games, I think really changes people's interest in a way. Right. Like, I, I think that's like an unexpected well, with, side effect of like, oh, well, it's going to be over in a couple of days anyway. Who cares? With basketball, it's
1: interesting because they played most of the season before this started. And then obviously, basically playoffs are supposed to go on in like April. So um, they were at the, towards the end of the season. So they had like 20 games left or whatever. And mm-hmm. so only the top, um, I think like 10 teams from each conference Uh, played in these new bubble games Um, so basically there's 20 teams fighting for 16 spots Um, so none of the bottom teams played Um, I don't know why the viewership is low I would think it would be higher because the narratives are there I mean you have the Lakers trying to win a championship right now with LeBron you know with Kobe tragically uh, passing away earlier this year um, the narrative is there for LeBron to get MVP and win a championship with his third team. So you'd think you'd think more people would be watching, but I'm watching. I'm having having a blast. So I don't know. People are missing it.
3: Oh, speaking we of basketball, marble. I um I missed the boat on uh, the last dance, and uh, I binged that a week mm. ago. So there, it was so crazy. good. Was, Even if you're not I mean, a
1: sports fan, if you're not a basketball fan,
3: yeah, super, it's an incredible uh, documentary. Enjoyable. But the the episode where you know kobe had passed right after it aired and that they they were interviewing him and things like that and talking about you know passing the reins from from jordan to kobe that was just crazy and really brought back like holy shit kobe died this year that is insane yeah
1: it feels so long ago because that was pre-covid but like that was like january of this year so super crazy to think about
0: yeah um Other sports news would be Chris Jericho still not allowing fans into the AEW arena. Um, Not COVID (laughs) really. Chris Jericho decided they can't come in. So he's
2: allowed to sing for Fozzie Mike and go to concerts and like hang out. But then he goes there and they're letting him wrestle and he's like not getting yelled at for that. AEW is doing it better than
3: any other company on the planet. Uh, So everyone is tested twice in the building uh, every single episode, Jr., who we all know and love from WWF when we were kids, is telling people wear your mask. spouse It's very serious. Wear your mask. Like they are, they take it very nice. seriously. They've postponed championship ma- matches based on people like having not contracted, but like been exposed, and then that person doesn't appear for two weeks, and then they get tested, and then they they come back, and like I don't know, they've adapted really well their audience is all of the other wrestlers who are not currently in the matches. So, like, you still have that fan element. And if anything, it's a little more meta because nice. they they know all the right cheers. Uh, I, I'll tell you, I love it. Like, I don't I don't even miss watching AEW with an audience. I kind of prefer it in this intimate, you know, it's, it's not a traveling show. It's all in one open-air arena. Like, it's so well done.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: A- yeah, and, like, AEW- me being a
0: fan of, like, yeah, like I'm a fan of Japanese wrestling, and that's generally a very quiet arena in general. It's just the action in the ring. There's not a lot of yelling during the matches. Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, it doesn't really—it's not too jarring at all. And the action in the ring is always great with AEW. So oh,
1: yeah. and not to yeah not to bloodborne this and bring basketball up again, but I think the NBA <laughs> has done a really good job with their bubble as well in Orlando. Um, no NBA players have tested positive for COVID since uh, they started testing, like like since microphone gate. Ago um well, well that was a while ago fans. but since they started the bubble so obviously that's working right, if you right. compare that to baseball which has been kind of a disaster um so nfl can go one of two ways i mean they can't bubble everybody but i'm hoping for you know better results from bas- from nfl as well
2: you Indeed. and fans jacob have to be very proud of how adam silver's handling this oh uh, yeah best on. commissioner our, our boy at league. the nfl who gets booze every draft <laughs> Well, no.
1: Goodell, yeah, but um, Adam Silver is probably the best commissioner of a, of a major sports league in America, for sure.
0: You know, everyone hates Gary Bettman, too, for the NHL, yeah. so oh. I think you're right and there. Baseball, ice can't live on, on COVID. Well.
2: <laughs> or I blew that up. COVID <laughs> can't live on ice, Mike. You'll be fine.
1: No, ice it doesn't live affect on COVID marbles, either, so, so those are the two. I thought, you know, people are saying true. the summer heat was going to kill COVID, so who knows?
0: Maybe the Miami heat will do it. And that has been Sports for Dormies. Sports Colin. Corner. Last. <laughs>
3: Sport Normies.
1: <laughs> We're
2: done. We're done. Sport Normies. In. We're kind of wrapping up our watch here. So I wanted to put a little focus and spotlight on what's been a very, very special part for me during this entire quarantine. At least once a week, I get to, if I'm doing dishes, cooking, maybe smoking before bed, wink, wink. Log into Twitch and watch my buddies Jacob and Mike play really cool games and just watch them twitch it up and stuff. And I want to hear a little bit about that experience. You guys have been kind of getting into it as we've been quarantining. What's that been like?
1: That's right. Yeah, we've been. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Mike's. You know, Mike's Twitch is much more professional than mine. Um, Fucking layouts, baby. Let's do a <laughs> nice we plug, little golf we clap, plug Mike. The, the twitch Yo, name? let's plug. Let's Hell go yeah, you boys should. <laughs> I mean, well. Yeah, we got Umbasa Mufasa on Twitch. That's Mike's. Um, That's he's right. playing a lot of games. Um, he puts a lot of work into his uh, his 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 form, like his layout and his look and everything. Um, very professional and and uh, very entertaining to watch. So check that guy out, Umbasa Mufasa. Also, if you want to check out me, it's uh, Hob seventy two uh, seventy two. Yeah. There's two. Um, Hob seventy two seventy two. I don't <laughs> put much work into it. I just kind of stream there's something I'm playing, I'll stream it for friends and stuff, and it's a good But time.
2: different takes, too. I want to hear about that. Jacob, you're laying back. You're just playing a game. We're hanging out. Mike's doing, like, the speed runs, the achievements, you know, going for records and stuff. Yeah, hanging out on the gamer. bike. Like, you guys are doing cool Oh, that's true, too. Things. Yeah, the
0: bike. Um, yeah, I mean, first of all, thanks, Jacob, for uh, shouting out. Yeah, I'm boss Mufasa. That's my Twitch. Uh, we're getting closer to affiliate, you know. I'm kind of, like, part of Twitch It's like, Twitch itself is a game to me. So we're almost to like the fifty <laughs> followers that you need. So feel free to yeah. check that out if you're listening. And uh, you yeah. and
1: uh, friend of the show Adam have kind of been doing a, a friendly competition of who you know who's getting more followers yes. and, and that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, and and Adam, check him out. Elegant weapon. He just got affiliate. And uh, yeah, I've been doing um, actually wow. with you know Jacob Hob seven two seven two and Adam we're playing through the halo campaigns on pc all together cooperatively on twitch so you can tune into any of our streams on thursday right. nights um around 9 Bob seventy
2: two seventy two Umbasa mufasa um, elegant elegant weapon. weapon is adam and That's we're right. all just yeah, playing
0: we, through the campaigns
1: yeah we beat halo 3 last thursday um and we're going to play probably Halo Reach next because um, that's the only other one with a four-player co-op campaign. But we want to do ODST eventually and whichever other ones um, have four-player co-op. I wish yeah. Halo 2 did, but it doesn't.
2: What's it like playing old Halos again, guys?
0: Oh, it's, it's a blast. It's pretty sick, actually. Thursday night dome skis. It's like I'm in uh, you know middle school all over again <laughs> You know, playing Halo 3. <laughs> I got to say... Uh, Land party. Yeah. I mean, the whole point of me doing Twitch was to just... I was doing speed running and I was like so my cousins could jump in and just like hey we're all quarantined let's just hang out and like talk you know but now it's almost like the Halo thing it's like I got a and d group and every Thursday we party up and we go through a section of the Halo campaign and it's like it's it's like some of the uh, best like mental health stuff is playing so cool multiplayer and chatting with my buddies or even if you are just watching and typing into the chat it's like really good kind of yeah it's been human really interaction
2: fun. yeah for sure Joe, would you ever do it? Would you twitch?
3: Um, I don't have I don't have like the proper means, in my opinion. Like I would need to upgrade <laughs> some stuff. Um, All you more need is LEDs. a camera,
1: a camera and a mic, and I uh, I I've told yeah. you guys how I play video games.
2: It's so sensory deprived. I have a podcast, a TV show on. I'm half paying attention to the video game. Can you imagine if somebody was also watching me while I was doing that? Oh, That's
1: why I don't stream of, uh, all the time because if I just want to relax and like you know watch something at the same
3: time, I don't, I won't stream. Obviously, I, I have one video game thing of note. Um, you guys remember mm-hmm. in our Power Rangers episode where we were talking about how the Power Rangers comics seemed cool because they were doing that Lord Draken thing and and all That's of that. That's right. So on, battle for the
0: grid or something.
3: Yeah, on PlayStation Now there is a Battle for the Grid fighting game um where you you play through what i'm assuming is sort of a, a based on the story of the the comic uh it is not a triple a game or it doesn't seem to be a triple a game um but there's like comic panels in between and then and then a simple fighting game that is okay not great <laughs> um but like zords come in and attack stuff in the background i beat it in a day um so like you get the the story of that uh, that comic. And I have to say, like, yeah, it did seem pretty interesting. Like I I probably wouldn't mind reading through the uh, the entirety of that book after getting pretty good glimpse with the fighting game.
2: Yeah, what game, game or fun. type of game would you do, Joe? You've kinda got Jacob's style. I, I'd see you highlight indie developers a little more, Jacob, not necessarily mainstream. Mike, some deep cut JRPG or J games, weird strategy games, yeah. Yes, yeah, very much so. Joe, I could see us like a Super Nintendo, you and me playing the old Power
3: Rangers side scroller yeah. game, and just be like, "Yo, yo, yo, what up, what oh, up?" I died Ten million times. Do you remember the D and D game? That would be fun. I think like uh, two best friends play Super of Nintendo,
2: Chronaclaria or something like right, that. So yeah, it's so who, dope. Who
3: would know? Uh, The X-Men arcade game, Turtles in Time, things like that. Yeah, that'd be fun. Great. Um, Um, I mean, the thing is, like, when I play video games, yeah, the thing is, when I play video games, I sit on on my couch and I play my Switch and I'll either do the same trial on Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 for, like, four hours or I'll play, like, uh, Tetris for, like, four hours. And then my Switch will die (laughs) and I'll be like, why did I just do either one of those things? Or I'll play. Yeah, did you guys like...
2: check out Joe's Twitch Tetris stream? It was straight up fire <laughs> last night. Yeah. He got a straight, and then it was like a pegged one. You joke
1: about that, but I've seen you know, a popular thing right now is people playing chess on Twitch. So if you just want wow. to watch people play chess, you can watch that, um, which I like yeah. chess. So you know, I'm not knocking you if that's what entertains you. Um, how would you? I just do want it to shout
3: out. Like, up. yeah, I guess it's like an off pod question, but like if I was playing on my PlayStation, how would you also have? Uh you know like oh your, playstation your is, is very setup. easy i mean
1: i i so i used to i i will twitch you know call of duty from playstation occasionally um and i don't use the camera for that i just um but place playstation actually has a very easy integration with twitch and you can just directly stream it from your playstation to twitch and if you have a the playstation camera then you can use camera but if you don't you don't need the camera, I guess. You can just have the game.
0: You could play. like plug in like, a USB web camera, I guess. Um, yeah. I haven't streamed from the console, but yeah, you can plug in a web camera. It's pretty low impact. I, I like to dick around in Photoshop too much. Like, I'll yeah. be playing the game in 4K and screenshotting a corner of it to get an asset to make, like, a border for my chat window. <laughs> like... That's what I'm saying. It's like yeah, your, that's your layouts cool, and your Mike. chef's kiss, baby. Yeah, like but I like te- making you're... things almost more than like using them. Like I like to have a little project, so it's <laughs> right. perfect for me, especially with quarantine where I have way too much time it to do shows, that kind dude. of crap. Yeah. No, but
1: your 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 layouts look great, and your like you know standby screen, and you make custom ones for each game you're playing and stuff. So put
2: a lot oh, of work. Oh, you know what, Jacob, you want to get more viewers. Reach out. You start highlighting that dog. Maybe Lucy shows up on that couch occasionally. You know, cute oh, sure. animals. I think that's your angle.
1: Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to mention what I've been playing recently, um, just very quickly. I've been really interested yeah. in isometric CRPGs. Um, so I'm talking what about... What does like, that mean? So <laughs> this is a very um, niche uh, sub-genre of games, Marbles. you could say. But I would say they were very popular. <laughs> it's the new Bloodborne. <laughs> no, they were Models. very popular for a short amount of time, then they died for a little bit, and then they came back recently with a resurgence. So I'm talking about games like Baldur's Gate, Planescape Torment, um, also including, you know, the original Fallout and Fallout 2. Um, so these are isometric RPGs where you generally have a party, you go around. Um, so you know you, you guys have probably, if you haven't played it, at least heard of Baldur's Gate and those kind of games. Or Diablo, right? Yeah, Diablo, well that's an action RPG, that was kind of um, the next evolution. So CRPGs were popular for a few years, story-heavy oh, right. um, yeah. games like Baldur's Gate, which is actually developed as a DD game using uh, d and 2.5 or whatever yep. um, rule set. So Diablo kind of killed the CRPGs because then every game wanted to become a Diablo clone where it's more focused on loot and stuff rather than story. Um, yeah, Planescape Torment was another... Um, um d d inspired based on the planescape world um dealing with the you have the nine um like you know true evil neutral evil all that chaotic um yeah, the yeah. nine the nine uh, alignments realms. yeah that's what that game's about then there's Icewind Dale which is another one um mm-hmm. and so then they died for a while then they kind of made a resurgence in the early 2010s with games like Pillars of Eternity um, and also Divinity Original Sin is another one. Um, also
0: based on d d properties, wizards, exactly. right?
1: Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, Pillars of Eternity is totally a direct homage to those old games. A lot of the same writers. Chris Avalone. I, I want to do a whole episode on this at some point if we do another March Madness where we kind of choose something that's interesting to us. Um, but I've just been really getting into the history of these games. And so I've nice. been playing a lot of uh, Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire, and Wasteland 2. And these are both recent games that bring back that old-school 90s feel. Um, One's a fantasy game, one's a post-apocalyptic game that's basically a a direct sequel to Wasteland, uh, which came out in 1986, which was the precursor to the original Fallout games. So if you trace that lineage back, um, it's basically Mm -hmm. Fallout 3 if it stayed as an isometric game.
0: Instead of a first-person shooter. Yeah, it was funny, because I saw you playing Wasteland 2, and then... My cousin was at the same time playing Fallout 2, and I was like, those are things that are almost the same thing, like in yeah. another universe. So I was and like, actually, at the same time. Yeah. yeah,
1: we've been talking a little about, because um, Wasteland 3 comes out this month, actually, which is kind of a crazy coincidence. And we might do something like a co-op. Um, check is in the mail. Playing that on Twitch, so um, Ooh, know, stay tuned cool. for that.
0: Yeah, yeah, check it out. Yeah, and just wrap up over here. You know, I've been playing like Japanese strategy games. I'm really kind of going into the PS1 realm, but I've been playing Valkyria Chronicles. It's basically XCOM crossed with anime yeah. and like an alternate World War II. But I, I am planning on working through weird PS1 games and weird like GameCube games, just because I'm I'm looking at that late '90s, early 2000s vibe, and I just kind of want to go through that. But
1: vaporwave aesthetic,
0: hell yeah, I love
1: it. And um, yeah, Valkyrie Chronicles looks interesting to me. I love any game with that turn-based combat, which is what Wasteland has, Wasteland 2, Mm -hmm. um, very similar to XCOM.
0: Also kind of grid-based, which is D&D-esque.
1: Yes, and there's kind of two ways you can do combat. You can either do the turn-based or you can do the real-time with pause, which is what Baldur's Gate had, and it's what Pillars has. Um, Pillars 2, Deadfire, I've been enjoying that a lot. It's more pirate-themed rather than just classic D&D. Um, it's kind of because you're going around in a ship. You're, the main the map is like an arch, however you archipelago. Archipelago. There you go. Um, so you, That's a high-level spell. <laughs> so more than just a classic medieval D&D, it's kind of got a... a Uh, pirate aesthetic a colonial aesthetic to it and it's been a blast but also you know with the magic with the elves and everything else so you
0: best believe in isometric rpgs (laughs) mr turner (laughs) you're living in one (laughs)
1: exactly (laughs) so yeah looking forward to maybe doing an episode on those in the future and i've been doing a lot of research on that so stay tuned And we'll drop
0: in the in the description the twitches if you want to check that out give us a follow we appreciate it but colin joe what have you been playing if anything while we get around this horn,
1: oh, I, I I'm I'm playing Hollow Knight.
0: Gotcha. I was hoping I hear one more Marvel Ultimate Alliance shout out, but it's the same challenge.
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: it's it's literally I just run through this. Uh, I take a different team through an infinite waves and just see how many levels I can get past, uh, and then just like level them up and level them up. More than anything, I just want the fucking first game and second game remastered and released on the Switch. I would I would pay. I would pay $150 for just those two games as is ported to the Switch. Please, just just, just do that for me.
0: Just put them on there, yeah. Nintendo's no. very slow with porting, and it's another company who has the rights, but hopefully we'll get them one day, and then we can do more Ultimate
2: Alliance.
3: Yes, yes.
2: All right, Colin, how about you? I've been playing Hollow Knight. Do you know about this game, Mike? Hell yeah. It's I a- do, yeah.
1: I like Hollow
2: Knight. I'm so happy you guys all do. I I figured this would be more in his wheelhouse because, of course, it is called Dark Souls, um, Metroidvania. You know, I yeah. used to say Dark Souls was one of my favorite games ever. I'm a big fan of Metroidvanias, not the roguelites. You know, I'm not a Dead Cells head. I, I don't mm-hmm. like when it's randomly generated.
1: Blah blah. Me blah. neither. I like, I like when intention. It's a Call. World. Thank you. Beauty. Have you ever heard of a game called Salt and Sanctuary? I have heard of Salt and Sanctuary. That's yeah, that's that's check that out. On it's like a list. 2D um like Dark Souls type with some Metroidvania aspects to it owl yeah. boy
2: um nintendo seems loaded with it hollow Knight might be maybe my favorite game ever it's beautiful and if you guys have not played it it's absolutely gorgeous just this idea of we're not doing sprites we're not doing pixels it's full animation it's a gorgeous lush world it's the first game this company's ever made team cherry and we're just gonna do a real score and i mean the dark soul stuff mike comes from the lore is deep and Mm -hmm. the intention is vague so you're only really getting out of the story what you want to put in but fuck i am hooked oh and it's gorgeous too i'm glad that you've been digging it and there's a lot
0: of like good 2d like souls likes like salt and sanctuary but hollow knight has been like one of the tops for a long time and i haven't played it yet but i definitely need to
1: i've played a little bit of it um it's on my steam wish list i don't own it but i've played it on my friend's uh twitch or uh Switch before, um, and I love the animation, uh, like you guys said, and also just the control, the movement that you have of the guy. It just feels so Smooth. good. Smooth, Yeah, like you just have so much control over everything he does.
2: Joe and I are Switch boys. Um, if you're a Switch boy, shout out to all our Switch boys. There's a website called Deku Deals, D-E-K-U-Deals.com. It's basically an aggregate for consumer report of video games. It gives you the timeline of when the video game's the cheapest and just just a great price guide for you, right? I monitored it for over a year for Hollow Knight, where I looked at the previous sale and said the lowest was $7.50. That was at half off. It's a $15 game. I will wait till the year comes up because you can look at the sales chart, how annually that happens. I bet in a year I'll be able to get it for that price, $7.50. Time passed. I didn't get it for that price, paid the full 15 it still has not gone on sale, buy it for the full 15 I would pay $50 if I could. It's a fucking beautiful game.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, we got to check it out. Um, for sure. I think for the Vigias, is there anything you guys have been reading before we get this thing to the old wrap-up? Because, um, yeah, I'm just wondering, anything else we want to mention here on the... I don't know how to read. I'm getting
2: dumb. I ain't watching nothing. Yeah, Jacob and I watch TV I been and reading. drill our brains.
0: No. I,
1: I have not read. reading. Uh, no, I've just been reading um, A Song of Ice and Fire, so nothing new re- to report wow. there. Just making my way slowly through the series again. I mean, I've re- actually read all the books before, but I'm just, you know, n- don't want to read anything too challenging. Just something I'm familiar with. I got this green eggs and
0: ham. I'm about one third of the way through it. I'm yeah, really excited to see what happens. it next year. Yeah, he doesn't seem to like him at this point in the story. I can't wait to see what's going to happen. The the, the hero's journey is underway. Um, And our hero's journey through this watch has gone quite well. We're looking forward to catching you on the other side of this break. It's the wrap-up. Here we go. the heart out looming in the distance.
3: time. So.
1: tight tight wrap up for sure. No, I think this is a perfect That's a perfect episode of content, I think.
0: Alright. Well it's not over yet, Jake. Right. You exactly. do the wrap I can't up. believe he blew so it, it right the
2: two minutes at the end. Alright. I am good. Welcome back, normies. It's a quarantine watcha. Uh we've been watching. We want to hear what you've been watching to of course reach out to us. Normie underscore like underscore us. Hit us up. Tell us what you've been doing. We're wrapping it up here final thoughts um i would pose the question to you guys like what's the thing you want the normies to no matter what post this episode be like you got to check this out like no matter what's going on how do you not know about this thing to me it's i will say umbrella academy i didn't talk about it much this episode here is my take i think with the season two release netflix gets really worried that they don't have a baby yoda that they don't have something on a streaming service that completely changes minds, gets everyone to watch it, talk about it, absorb it. I would like to see a season three. I don't know if it's gotten the buzz that they wanted, so please continue it. Normies, reach out. Check out Umbrella Academy. Maybe we'll do an episode on it.
1: I was going to say Umbrella Academy as well. Like I said, I missed the boat on this when season one came out. I slept on it a little bit. I was always planning to watch it, but I just... Didn't get around to it quite yet. So maybe that's what you know. some other viewers are um, experiencing. But I'm definitely happy I've started watching the first season. I'm, I'm six episodes in, and I'm really enjoying it. So, yeah. And having watched
0: seasons one and two of Umbrella Academy, I am giving the third recommendation for the Normies Like Us <laughs> Quartet uh, to please Yay. watch Umbrella Academy, especially for things that are new, you know, because The Boys is kind of an older show that I went back to watch. Something that's new, fresh, right? Like new content anyway. Watch Umbrella Academy. If you haven't seen season one, do it. I highly recommend it.
3: Yeah, I'll, I'll throw umbrella umbrella Academy in there too. I really enjoy it. It's, it's super polished. The characters are funny. The music is contagious. Um, but my biggest has got to be host on shutter. If Mm. you like horror movies at all, uh, get the seven day free trial of shutter and, and let host, uh, make you a subscriber because it is really, really exciting. Um, you're going to be gripped to the edge of your seat. Watch it on your laptop with your headphones in for extra effect. Uh, and then check out some of the other great stuff on the app, like The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs and, and some of the other, uh, you know, international originals. So Shutter, get it.
0: Nice. I love that idea of actually most people are like, oh, I want to watch it on my TV. But for um, hosts in particular, get your laptop and your headphones and watch it as if you're in a Zoom call. That, that's a new Sk- kind of level of immersion. to me. Yeah, that's pretty great. That.
3: All the lights <laughs> off. It's it's super spooky. I'll tell you guys. I I, I really hope uh, everyone checks it out because it's definitely worth it.
0: I'd have to sit in the bathroom for the whole movie because that's where I'm usually at during my Zoom calls. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to see how that goes. Sixty minutes, normies. Come on, we can all check that oh, out. I know I will. Amazing. Yeah, I think Umbrella Academy is a good recommendation. I gotta get on. I gotta get on Shutter then and check that out. That sounds awesome. Um, other than that, I, top recommendations right there, everybody. I think, you know. Thank oh, and one other
1: thing. Ah. I know Colin mentioned Marvelous. a little bit, but Harley Quinn. Check out Harley Quinn, the animated show. Harley Quinn show. Fucks, guys. It's so good. I
2: watch it. I laugh. I, I text Joe this, where I just, I say, like, I just laugh. I just laugh. I just laugh. There's never been a show where I just think, these people are so lucky to be a part of it. I can't even imagine how it gets made. I know we vibe on Venture Brothers, Jacob, but it is to that, to the even weirder extreme, where I just go, "How did you let people like even make, play with these right. toys that are so precious to you, Warner Brothers?" It I, is I crazy just, because it's
1: you. it it feels a lot in a ways like it's it's a natural evolution of the '90s Batman show, but like twisted in a way where they, you know, they can show violence and, and um, nudity and, and foul language and stuff. And also just the, the humor is just so out there. Um, so I'm surprised that DC lets them do that with Batman and big characters <laughs> like that. But it's really funny. The comedy is great. The animation is great. Um, the voice acne is great. So check that out. Normies highly recommend
2: we got a, a lot of good dc news coming up with fandom maybe we'll hear about a season three maybe we'll talk about dc and dc will get its own episode normies let us know if that's something cool that's coming up that's something we didn't mention at the beginning they're at least doing new content in some yeah kind of I'm, way. I'm really for excited you, for
3: fandom like uh, you know i'm hoping for a bunch of different announcements we should definitely uh, update people after that happens on the 22nd of august
0: yeah, that's awesome. I'm looking forward to fandom as well. Also, shortly after 22nd, as we said, New Mutants may be a thing, maybe it won't be a thing, and uh, we are going to get Lovecraft Country Season, or Episode 1. Uh, actually, as you're
2: listening to this, it's already came out the Sunday prior to you hearing it, Normie, so check it out if
0: you haven't.
1: Nice. Let's go. We should
2: mention this, too. Is It's a huge event. You've probably seen it on the news. You've seen Marble the Twitter limits. tag trending. <laughs> No, <laughs> Marvel Olympics. No, it's the great Jacob race around the world. He is flying to Europe to see Tenet. He will then fly back to tell us what it was like. We're we're so excited That's here, right, Normies. I'm gonna do You're it. I don't want to
0: tune in. He's <laughs> yeah. got a photographic memory. It's gonna be great.
2: <laughs> All right, Normies. Well, thank you very much. All right, we've been watching. Let us know. We love you, Normies. This is your host, Colin. And Mike,
1: uh, Umbasa Mufasa on Twitch, come by and hang out.
3: Joe.
1: This is Jacob, hob 7272 Check me out or check out Mike. Mike's probably better than me, but, you know, it's all right. You can check us both out. All right. See you later, Normies.
0: Don't check any of us out. Just go watch Marble Olympics. (laughs) Bye.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye.
0: Oh hell yeah! This is Aquaman, and if you enjoyed that episode, I'd really appreciate it if you give it a like, share, and subscribe on. Yeah, when uh,
1: yeah. I was just thinking, like when Happy Together kicks in, and it's Gerard way playing, it's like how many, you know, I was in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. How many does shows he cover can you every watch? Every were...
2: song that plays in it?
1: No, not every song, but he does. Uh, I think like one or two per season at least, because he did Hazy Shade of Winter. He did Happy Together. Hazy Shade of Winter. Winter.
0: His voice does kind of only work in certain circumstances, no! though. As much of a MyChem fan as I am,
1: <laughs> right? It's, but you know. it works for the show, I think.
0: It works for the show, yeah. But there's yeah. some of his—he did that Brit Comic pop thing. Comic is so bad. Hesitant alien. The yeah. Comic's
1: bad. I never it's, seen it, but it's
2: indecipherable.
0: It's the, it
1: is, is
2: just style, gobbledygook. Then? That's but that's what his Doom Patrol is too. It's just like and what if stuff
3: was weird? Yeah, I mean, like I.
2: Well, the weird stuff at
0: least I works. I got understand
3: that criticism. Because the Scans on TV. episode is so like, what the fuck am I watching? Sometimes in Doom Patrol, I'm lost.
2: And it's a better adaptation. He does, they don't have queens in the comic book, mm-hmm. Joe. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like a mess. It's like a mess. Interesting. But seriously, the first
1: season reminds me a lot of that show, Utopia. I'll have to check that out because I did really show.
3: enjoy it.
0: We got nothing but time.
1: Yeah.